Well, at this time every week, we're joined by Stephanie Regan, our clinical psychotherapist, to steer you through all your relationship issues. This week, we're talking about the taboo subject of sex. The reason uh, why is apparently some 42% of women do not enjoy sex, according to a report in the UK on reproductive health that found greater issues amongst younger women. Apparently, almost half aged 25 to 34 years of age, thinking that they'd be in their prime, complained of, and I quote, a lack of sexual enjoyment, compared to less than a third of those aged between 55 and 64. So, Stephanie, are you surprised by this survey? Well, yes and yes and no. I think that... Um what, what jumps out at me straight away is that if you look at the fact that the older people, if you like, are contrary to what you're often, you know, je- sort of jesting about here, that there is satisfaction there for them, despite the fact that between 55 and 64, you would expect a lot of people to be ebbing in terms of their sexual activity. But there's still quite quite an amount of satisfaction there. And what that tells me is, and I think that's what signals to everyone, is that there is there is something about the longer term and the connection and all of that that is involved in the long term relationship which and the and the learning about sex and the becoming more familiar and obviously if you're not familiar by 64 you're probably not going to get any more familiar so um but there are those facts about it so that jumps out to me the other thing in some ways, I'm not surprised. I see a lot of people come in to me, young couples having trouble with sexual issues and they wonder kind of why. They're, I think that the, for me, what really jumps out is that people's expectations around sex are so governed. Of course, they're governed by what you see, by your peers, you know, what you expect, what, you know. The expectation, if you're learning, and we now know through the research that people are learning, you know, one in five, if not two in five, are learning about sex from porn. And that goes for both men and, you know, for young girls and young guys. If you combine that with, I, I did a little research last night and sat in and had a little look at Love Island, because this is yeah. a huge influencer in terms of what people, what young people are looking at. And I thought, you know, the pressure on them and the pressure on the the disappointment it must all be when you see the expectation that is driven up in that. It's how can you have a satisfying sexual situation with someone in that short click of a finger yeah. and then when that's over. Now, I know Love Island is, a, you know, it's a it's a it's an unusual environment. Well, you have to but do it's, what the producer says. Well, yes, and I understand all that, but you know, you know my point. Yeah. It's, I know it's it's uh, it's unreal, but actually, it's it's unreal for them. But it's becoming a reality in the minds of of people of young people who are watching, and I think that has been a big part of where sexual satisfaction has a problem. And expectations you, number one. Yeah. Okay. So, how do you resolve it when someone presents to your clinic and says, uh, "You know, we're not having." Uh, fantastic sex, uh, but I still love him or her. Um, Mm. Or maybe they're saying, 
our sex life isn't great, do you think there's a deeper problem in our relationship? What do you say to that? Yeah, well, I mean, just for to in simple terms, I really do work on the relationship and the sexual, like I'm not, as they say, a functional, technical kind okay. of person on the sex therapy yeah. end. But I would say, if we can add a few bits in, so yes, I would look at the relationship and I would see if there's holdback, if there's lack of trust, there often is. And there are often these issues of expectation. Now, another thing I think that we need to factor in here is the issue of alcohol and the enormous binge drinking that we all know is part and parcel of life. Now, I know when people get to 25, 34, you'd expect that to be ebbing, and it does. To be fair, that tends to tends to ease. I'm not saying it's gone, but it mm. tends to ease. But everyone knows that while alcohol disinhibits, and so people may be more and more eager and willing to get involved sexually, mm the completion of the task won't be as fabulous. So you're saying drunken sex makes sex more <laughs> possible, but doesn't make it any better? Well summarised. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Is there a lot of drunken sex going on, you think? Well. Amongst this age group, oh, probably. Uh, oh, absolutely. Now, I know That's what the... I'm talking about. Yeah, well, when you... Um, there's, there's drunken sex going on for sure. You you maybe saw the um, report, and I know it's slightly younger, they're the people in college. Yeah. That There was a big report out, um, reported on yesterday and it's going to come out over the next few weeks from NUI Galway and they found that um, 40% of young people who binge drink, you know, were absolutely comfortable with, with having sex and were, you know... With strangers it was, almost, yeah. Yes, well, exa- well, almost. I mean, it's a, they may know them, but they're yeah, not... Uh, casual. It's casual, exactly. So you have to factor that in as well. And then you talk about sexual satisfaction, which is where we started with this. I mean, what does make sex really satisfying you? You know, if you go back to that, yeah. in, in simple terms, it's not just the mechanics of it, okay? I think it is the mechanics. I think it's very simple, and I'd be quite blunt about this. If a woman has an orgasm, she has great sex. If she doesn't have an orgasm, it's lousy sex. Is it not as simple as that? Now, I'm now, not talking about technique there. I'm just talking about that is the difference between Well, that's it, yeah. Sex. Yeah, I think that's because, a fair... You know, the men will always have an orgasm. Yeah, yeah, I think that, well, you see, you say that like that, but it's not actually completely like that. Okay. I mean, y- yes, you're, you're right, of course. If well, in fact, the ideal is, as we know, is that you know that that the couple climax together. That is when it's really perfect. pretty perfect, right? So I know you forgot that there in the in the midst no, well, of no, your no, no, I was explaining yeah. It's just it's it's a joint thing, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, no, no, you're you're right there. I mean, obviously, that is the culmination of that is the that is the the full release, and that is where you can say you know a woman would feel totally satisfied, um, or or because the male I, I would, would be. Have thought, I would have thought from your perspective, unless. Say you see this couple and yep. they are completely loved up and you yep. think there are no relationship issues. Yeah. I would think they do need to see a therapist then on the mechanics. Technical yes, side. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. If there were technical issues, as they say, you know, or mechanical issues, yeah. absolutely. Sex therapy is extremely good. And but normally, uh, normally, I mean, I would offer a few simple, um, if you like, uh, tips, so to speak. And one is always to say, try and, you know, step back from the sexual for a moment you know try and particularly if one is feeling a pressure or or indeed a pressure you know to deliver if you like because that can be the male side of things that they feel a bit of an obligation I know it's kind of hard to put yourself in those shoes if you've never been in those shoes but the reality is there's research there to show that 40% of guys in that age group the 25 to 34 also spoke about sexual dissatisfaction and sexual problems you know Dysfunction, erectile dysfunction ones, maintaining, uh, and these would be performance related. Look at these guys. Look at these young guys. They're only young 
You know how long mm. it takes for guys to grow up, Ivan, mm. right? So they're just boys and they are learning from porn. So what kind of, um, think about it, what, what kind of expectations have they for themselves? Never mind what they have for the girl. So it's skewing the whole thing. And, and I also believe there's a pressure on them to deliver something that isn't necessarily arising out of their own timing or their own desire, absolutely. Mm. It's what they think they should like. Now, and girls point? are delivering what they think that others like. Okay. Can I just finish that point? Yeah. That I just think it's so, I know you, he's getting ready to scotch it. No, I can I'm not. see it. I'm not. But just, I'm not. just I, to I think say, you're no, I'm not pussyfooting. Anyway. I think that's the wrong word as well. But <laughs> just to say, <laughs> That is the wrong Yeah, answer. it is. But, but I didn't mean that. The though. point I want to make is that there was a time when you could, it's very important in, for each individual to find their own timing, not only in a relationship. Everybody doesn't become sexual at the same time mm-hmm. in, their, in, their, in their sort of development of their life. They also don't become what you call fully tuned in to their own sexual selves, like who they are, what they want, how they like things, that doesn't all become clear. And it usually becomes very clear in the context of a very good connection okay. and a very good relationship. So I'm not, as you would say, pussyfooting around it. I'm really just saying, I do think there's a few real messages. You're not going to have satisfying sex if you're skipping along from one person to the other. You may have a mechanical good outcome, but I'm just saying it's not going to be deeply satisfying sex. Oh, that's for sure. And certainly not for women and certainly all the men that I know, I would say deep down... Deep down, if you want something that is really okay. special, there it is. Okay, okay. Wh- what am I hiding no, from? There's, there's two. There's two sort of basic truths, and and you see the point about this is you don't want to approach this and be smutty. So I would say there's a general truism that practice makes perfect. You know what I mean? There will be a fumbling mess, but as you get more acquainted with the thing, you will improve. So don't let that your tender years. Yes. Whatever way men or women are wired, men have a shorter fuse than women would be the way I would put. And that the thing that the men most need to focus on is uh, just (laughs) just just waiting and taking off on the runway. They go for a longer run up so they could do. Because it doesn't matter what the relationship, what the circumstances, what the pressure of kids or alcohol, anything is, those two truisms and practice yes. are kind of yes, realities. But, but you're right. Timing and practice are important. Yeah. And as in aviation terms, we'd call it holding. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's a similar thing. And you're right. But I'm not pussyfooting around it. That is really important. But you can't ignore, I suppose the ones I was bringing in were the expectations Okay, what do, how do people think they should be? Get that out of your head. Be who you want to be in the sexual frame. Ask for what you want. Make sure you get things the way that you want them and, and let go of expectations and be yourself. That is when sexual satisfaction really comes into play. And I think that young people are caught in this photographed world, you know, of telling their own story. They have to look fabulous, look well, Everything has to be perfect. There's no dishevelment, you know, and it's not real. And, okay, and it's and part the of the lack of freedom that you need to feel free the, to the enjoy these things. The thing about individuality is 
Some people have a huge sex drive and some people have a very low sex drive. For and sure. It's nothing to do with the quality of the relationship. Yes, that's right. And the ideal is, of course, if they meet each other and they have that same kind of a level, yeah. a level, it's the discrepancy that, that causes the big problems. OK, well, that was me fumbling around with uh, sexual <laughs> advice. Uh, my thanks to Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist, who, who has actually made the very valid point that this subject may be taboo, it may be dealt with in a smutty way, but actually is a real problem for a lot of people in the context of relationships. Stephanie, as always, thank you. And that brings today's edition of The Hard Shoulder to an end. That's my lot for today. My thanks to the entire team. Uh, Mark Simpson, Dan Flanagan, Kira Courtney, Elaine Power, John Donovan, and on sound, our technical team, Michael Quilligan and Peter Malloy. I'll be back on the box at 11 from TV3. Off the Ball is up next. Talk to you tomorrow at 4 here on News Talk. Enjoy your evening and thanks for listening.